Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Greg. Thanks for joining me today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, might find it none other than the way of life and peace, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Lord, as we read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. We're going to be wrapping up Acts today, and uh, we'll be reading chapters 27 and the first part of 28. As we read, I want you to notice uh, the different responses between Paul and Uh, and the other people in the story. So notice people's responses as we read. Acts 27. And when it was decided that we should sail for Italy, they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the Augustan cohort named Julius. And embarking in a ship of Adramatim, which was about to sail to the ports along the coast of Asia, we put to sea, accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him leave to go to his friends and be cared for. And putting out to sea from there, we sailed under the lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. And when we had sailed across the open sea along the coasts of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we came to Myra and Lycia. There the centurion found a ship of Alexandria sailing for Italy and put us on board. We sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty off Snidus. And as the wind did not allow us to go farther, we sailed under the lee of Crete off Salmone. Coasting along it with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near which was the city of Lacia. Since much time had passed, and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. The centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there. 
on the chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete facing both southwest and northwest, and spend the winter there. Now when the south wind blew gently, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete close to the shore. But soon a tempestuous wind called the Northeaster struck down from the land. And when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along, running under the lee of a small island called Kata. We managed with difficulty to secure the ship's boat. After hoisting it up, they used supports to undergird the ship. Then, fearing what they would fearing that they would run aground on the Sirtis, they lowered the gear and thus were driven along. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo, and on the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. And no small tempest lay on us. All hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet, now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men. For I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told, that we must run aground on some island. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea about midnight, the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took a sounding and found twenty fathoms. A little farther on, they took a sounding again and found fifteen fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for days to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, we had lowered the ship's boat into the sea, under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. And the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength, for not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship, and when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Now when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed that a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that tied the rudders. Then hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the vessel aground. The bow struck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. So it was that all were brought safely to the land. Chapter 28, 1-10 After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. 
When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead, but when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. And verse 30 and 31 of chapter 28, the last verses of Acts. Paul, Paul lived there two whole years at his own expense, and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to give us a brief reflection here uh, as we wrap up the book of Acts. Uh, first is this reality that that Paul was not liked necessarily uh, at first by much of anybody, especially those who he was captured by, aka the Romans, and uh, he was in, in prison uh, in their midst. And so uh, they didn't like him very much, but yet Paul's authority and Paul's ability to speak to them and speak the good news of the gospel to them came through adversity. We notice in this story that as Paul was in the midst of the storm, through the storm, the centurion and the soldiers all turned to Paul and listened to him where they didn't before. He, Paul had said, hey, we shouldn't sail, and they all, they all voted and said, no, we should. Now, when Paul said, hey, we should eat, or you know, don't let these people um, get off the ship, in the middle of the storm, they all revered his word. They all listened to him, and they uh, did what he had suggested and did and followed his example. Same thing on Malta. When Paul was there, he got struck by a snake, and they all thought that you know he was um, justice was coming after him, and he was this horrible person that uh, that he was going to die. And yet he didn't. He was actually just fine. And from that, he was honored and revered and listened to, and actually taken to the leader of uh, the whole area. And so it's through these times of adversity where Paul's ability to speak of the good news of Jesus came through. People didn't like him initially. People didn't respect him initially. Bad things happened to him, and it was in the middle of those bad things happening that Paul's authority, Paul's ability to speak authoritatively into the lives of people, a.k.a. the gospel, came to light. It was through those hard experiences. And even as the book of Acts wraps up with these verses at the very end that that people were coming to Paul and there was no hindrance in him proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Church, this is good news for us. The whole book of Acts leads to this point in the resurrection of Jesus, Jesus and the ascension of Jesus, in the mission of Jesus, 
that we are to continue the mission of proclaiming the kingdom of God with all boldness, and there is no hindrance that can stand in our way. There is no hindrance that can prevent the, the message and the kingdom of God from breaking through. We may see those, ex- those experiences and those challenges and these barriers and these hard times and these, these pains and uh, these difficulties, and yet it was through all of those that the kingdom expanded. It was through all of those that Jesus' promise that his kingdom will conquer the gates of hell, it will push forward, it will be on offense, is made true. Just like Paul, we live in reality of God's mission, that we are participants. And as we're a part of the Acts 29 network, it's this idea that we are continuing in the spread of the gospel without hindrance in God's kingdom. So my reflection for us today is, what do we perceive as a hindrance to the mission that in reality is maybe where God wants us to declare his good news? What do we see as a hindrance? And maybe in reality, God's asking us to proclaim the good news in the midst of that storm.
Jesus, thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that you have made the promise that your church, your message, your gospel, your salvation will advance, and that you have conquered all things. Lord, thank you that you have conquered all the situations in our life that we can trust and rest and like Paul, have a bold confidence that I belong to the Lord today and that no matter what happens, you are in control and your mission, your goodness, your glory is moving forward for our good and for the good of our neighbor, for your glory in the world. For your namesake, Jesus, through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.